Greetings, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday, as some would say, although it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is, in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. I've been engaged with SMBs in various ways for over 20 years now, and if you like this SMB type of related discussion, we have a hell of a lineup here on Fridays, talkradio.myc, between Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus before me, Jeremiah Fox on the Entrepreneurial Web after me, and Joseph Franklin McElroy on Wise Content Creates Wealth. These are the right guides through the SMB wilderness people, I promise you that. I wanted to give a quick shout out before we get to deep into the woods here to my friend uh, Mihir Shah, who hosted me and some friends earlier this week at his new Big Frog location in Howell, New Jersey. Big Frog is a growing franchise. And since we are going to be talking about franchises today, the timing is very appropriate. I like a lot of the messaging that Big Frog has on their website. If we have some time in the show today, I'm going to shine a light on some of these key points that they make on their website. Uh, hop on the pond, so to speak. I really I really like what they have to say, but uh, getting back to it, on Always Friday, we like to take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Over the last two decades, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel that freedom coming of the weekend. However, we're so anxious to start the weekend all these pearls of wisdom, they often get overlooked. They get swept under the rug. We go out. We have some fun over the weekend. We come back to work hungover on Monday, and we forgot all about what we did and figured out right before the weekend started. Just coincidentally for you guys, my last name means free in German. Quick fact for everybody, not just to play on words, though I do appreciate a good play on words. Uh, there is some deeper meaning here. I'm feeling the weekend freedom. Don't know about you guys. I have some shades on. I want to get this, this train rolling here. So today's topic of discussion, which franchise is for you? When SMBs have employees that they, they need to you know, recruit, onboard, manage, it's best practice to have a consistent process and approach to your human capital. If there's any sort of, you know, you know really... Sorry, I'm reading something else here. I had some other notes. Yeah, this 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 type of topic. You know, when you're trying to get matched up with a franchise, you're looking for uh, something that really fits you, right? A lot of times, people see uh, franchises out there, especially when it's food service businesses and things like that. They think about it all in terms of a product. You know, finding the right franchise is not a product. It is all about having the right people and the process. Just like I say in the beginning of the show, you know, this is what you need to keep a focus on. So, you know, when it comes to finding the right franchise, you know, it really behooves you to engage with somebody who almost acts as an executive recruiter for the franchise industry. You know, not somebody who's just trying to match you up with a product, somebody who really gets to know you and know what you're looking for and know what's really going to resonate you know, with the type of person that you are. It's not enough to just find a product to go out and have have some type of model to replicate or go out and retail it. You know, this is something that, that really requires the right type of matchmaking. So definitely uh, my special guest's wheelhouse today. So while we're on talkradio.myc, we don't want this to just be about talk. The goal here is really to use the insight on the SMB landscape and take it and create some more Monday, uh, some more impact come Monday morning. You know, far too often, the small, medium-sized businesses out there are focused on the product that's going to solve their problems, the shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand. In my travels, products change every single day. 
in every other facet of our lives, both personal and business. No substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people and keeping focus on the process that's going to help you achieve your goal. That's what you need to do. If you do this, I believe the right products will present themselves when needed by the SMB. Everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have an awesome show for you here today. Our special guest is none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Alan Goldberg, founder at Fran Link, franchise advisory and consulting group. Alan is a business builder, coach, and dynamic speaker. As a franchise consultant with Fran Link Franchise Advisory, he works with executives in transition from the corporate world, entrepreneurs, newly minted MBAs, and career switchers looking to reboot and spin their careers in new directions. He advises on the benefits of entrepreneurship and helps individuals interested in business ownership navigate the constellation of opportunities that I, and to identify the businesses that really match their skill set, their interests, their business objectives, and their financial resources. You know, everything begins and ends with money as well as the people. So need to make sure you have a good strategy for deploying it. Uh, Alan also advises small business owners looking to scale and employ franchising as a growth strategy. After more than 25 years in corporate holding senior level marketing management roles at advertising agencies, such as Gray Advertising, DDB Needham Worldwide, and BBDO International, and in senior sales and business development roles at media giants like Gannett and Meredith Publishing, Allen shifted his focus to the nation's small business marketplace. He became a principal and specialty finance company, providing capital to early stage companies and startups. So right back to that money side of things. In his role working closely with small business owners, Allen saw an abundance of raw talent and ambition, but a dearth of systems and processes to make these businesses successful. How about that? Need to focus on process. It was this gap that sparked Alan's interest in franchising as a way to lower risk by leveraging a proven business model as a blueprint for success. Alan is probably one of the most ideal people I could have on here to discuss the topic today. And as always, we're going to hit my favorite three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who is the artist you'd like to hear play it? Somebody who I'd like to almost call Uncle Alan. Welcome to Always Friday, Uncle Alan. Great to have you on the show. Hey, Steve. It's great to be here. Um, what a pleasure. First, so, let me go ahead. So, uh, I, uh, please go ahead. No, I was I was um, going to start talking a little bit about my journey into franchising because I think you know I've had kind of an unusual tale, but um, it's. It's been um, an exciting adventure, and I'm, I'm happy to be in the space that I'm in today. I would never have done things differently. Yeah, you have a crazy resume that people can really pick through. It would take them a while, but you know, I really want to hear, before we get into the meat of the show, like how you, how you really got to this point, because this, this is a cool point. The more I hear about what you do and how you do it, like, I, I want people to really get the full taste of it. So give everyone a taste of how you got here. Well- First, let me say nobody dreams at an early age about going into franchising. Nobody. Uh, unless you're a third-generation franchise family with dozens of McDonald's, most people discover franchising somewhere along the way. They often stumble on it. Everybody's journey is going to be different. For me, I, I, I honestly can't imagine doing anything else. I was 42 when faced with a major life event that forced me to change my career direction. Um, and I 
never look back. We all have a second chapter in us. It's never too late. If it's truly what we want, we just power through the fear and take a chance on ourselves. So my journey really like fell into three chapters, the early years. I grew up in New York City in Queens on an eastern tip called Floral Park and um, was part of a, a nice Jewish middle-class family. My mom kind of was continually embedding in my head that I needed to be a doctor, needed to go to medical school. And through the years, that was the message. So I went off to college at SUNY Buffalo um, and studied chemistry, thinking that would be a great entree into the world of medicine. First mistake was Buffalo was wicked cold. And the second mistake was chemistry is not fun for four years. So I muddled through it and I did manage to um, get a uh, commendable degree and grade point average. But if you want to go to med school, you really need an A or close to it. And if I wanted to go, it meant going to Guadalajara, Mexico, or Bologna, Italy, and I wasn't going to do medicine in a language outside of English. So I think it was time to like consider what my plan B was going to be. And so uh, I've always had an interest in advertising. It was creative. It was fun. Um, a lot of parties and the chicks were great. So I said, you know what? I know my mother's not going to endorse this, but I'm going into advertising. And sure enough, I landed a job at um, some of the biggest agencies in the business, rose through the ranks, and really loved my experience learning marketing, learning the creative process. Um, and after 10 years of doing agency management work, I went over to the dark side and got onto the sales of media to the agencies that I used to work for and others. So... I've gone full circle in the advertising world. It was a lot of fun and it was a great career. Then suddenly uh, I came to a full stop. Everything changed. Um, my wife and I were blessed with a beautiful little baby girl, 10 fingers, 10 toes. Um, but amid all the hoopla and excitement, her doctor discovered that she had stage four colorectal cancer. Perhaps one of the happiest and saddest moments of my life. All rolled up at the same time. So I had to take a breath and regroup. I knew I needed to be available to take care of mother and daughter, stay local, traveling now was going to be out. And I had to switch gears fast. So I decided it was time to leave corporate and start my own business. Business, what was I going to do? I had no clue what kind of business I was going to go into. So that spring, I attended the... Um, the Franchise Expo at Javits Center, 400 um, exciting brands were there competing for everyone's attention. And I got to admit, it was like overwhelming. I didn't have a clue what was really right for me. And um, I, I stumbled on a booth called FranNet. And FranNet is a franchise company that sells franchises. So they're a consulting group and they matched entrepreneurs with businesses and opportunities that aligned well with individual interests and someone's budget. And they found something exciting for everybody that would be a perfect fit. Hmm. I thought I could do this. So I checked off all my boxes. I love sales. I love marketing and meeting new people. Plus this was a really creative opportunity. So after several meetings, I became a consultant at FranNet. And I was representing hundreds of franchise opportunities. 
Um, and I was local in New York City. So it really was a great entree into the franchise world. I got to be close to home and I got to learn something brand new and I got to help people. Um, I really enjoyed the idea that I was doing something meaningful and making a difference in people's lives. So after three years, I would say at, at FranNet, I said, I'm going to do my own business. And I launched FranLink. I know it sounds a lot like FranNet, but it was a good, it was a good um, move for me because now I could sell nationally. Um, I didn't have to leave home, but I could be a national presence. I can be a global presence. And um, it was really um, a great experience. It sounds so, like the perfect timing for the perfect storm. You walking into the expo is kind of like when people come to you now for consulting and direction and advice on the right franchise. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with Alan Goldberg, founder at FranLink, Franchise Advisory and Business Consulting Group. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back, everyone. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me. It's Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Alan Goldberg, founder at FranLink, Franchise Advisory and Business Consulting Group. So we were listening to a little bit of uh, Alan's story about you know, how he got to where he is. I just wanted to kick this part off with just telling a little bit just story from my side of things. I like to sit out by the fire pit that I put in last year. It makes me feel like I'm actually using it. Uh, but you know, I've always loved franchising. My parents had one about going back 28, 28 years ago, something like that. I've researched them for myself, you know, just like anything else that I would talk about, you know, it comes down to good people and process before the product. You're buying a system. You always have to remember that. And, you know, just because of the climate we've all been living through now, there are definitely opportunities in franchising with certain types of industries that are really taking flight. And I'm sure uh, Mr. Alan Goldberg can attest to some of that. So, Alan, you know, this this part of the show, we like to talk a little bit about the method behind the madness, the science. So, you know, what do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? And I know there's a couple of different ways that you that you like to go to market for it. But, you know, tell us a little bit just, you know, if, if asked that question, you know, what's the quickest response that you could give to people? Because I, I, have, I know that there's a couple of different ways to skin the cat here, but lay it on us. What's the method behind your madness? Well, um, there is a method. <clears throat> I'd like to believe it's not madness. Um, I I work with an organization called the FBA, the Franchise Brokers Association, and they are out talking to franchise companies every day. They vet them. They look for the best concepts and in verticals that are growing so that um, I know that companies that I'm working with have been screened. They have a good management team. They have a good um, business model and process, and they have a good corporate culture. And so my focus really is on meeting the right people, and I look to plug the right peg into the right hole. It's probably one of the toughest jobs I've ever had because, you know, franchising isn't top of mind, um, but a lot of people, once they're exposed to the idea of business ownership and looking at a franchise as a way to make a safe entree into it, they get very excited about the endless possibilities. So, you know, going to market typically is a simple process for most companies. For me, it's complicated because although franchising is all about consistency, um, a consistent brand, a consistent process, a consistent experience for the consumer, finding those people to get into a franchise is um, very inconsistent. So I have to do a lot of different things to find the right people. So, it could be speaking at events. I like talking at universities. I talk for SBA scores, Small Business Development Corp, um, and groups like uh, a financial executive networking group and women entrepreneurs. I do digital marketing to try to reach specific groups of people um, on LinkedIn, doing outreach, do a lot of networking. And I'm always looking for people who know me to introduce me to people they know because everybody knows somebody going through a change in their life. And those are really um, the kind of people I'm looking for that I can really help. So it's not always a career change. Sometimes going through divorce, sometimes people going um, to decide on early retirement and discover that Pinochle and golf every day is not really that much fun. Um, so they're all Golf's not fun every day? What's, well, it could be for some people, but I think – a lot of people discover that they need a mental challenge um, and a lack of it. You know, mind is a muscle. 
And if you don't keep it exercised and toned, it goes limp. I like the idea of adaptive muscle memory. And I like that you went there. You know, there's, there's a bunch of criteria that I typically think of when I'm looking at a good process and a good business model. And I, I wanted to bring something up here real quick, just going back to Big Frog, the franchise I stopped in this, you know, this week. You know, they have right on their website, you know, low cost, high volume, proven concept, multiple revenue streams, recession resistant, minimal overhead and low inventory high repeat and referral customer base, minimal retail footprint. And most importantly, the one that I pointed out earlier, you know, it's a people type of business. So I, you know, this, when I think of, you know, some, some of the methodology here, you know, I think, and especially with the franchise brokers association that you're, you're, that you're, 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 you have you gave us a little bit, but are, are there, are there some other like crazy core criteria that, that you really look for as far as, what the franchise should produce and really what the, the, the individual that you're talking about playing matchmaker with, what kind of experience and resume they should have to make the best match. You know, when I meet, <clears throat> when I meet new candidates for a franchise, I do a, like a general background check to understand what their, what their professional skills and experience uh, has been also what their interests are, also what their financial goals are um, and also what their resources look like. And I want to align them with businesses that fit properly. But I find a really valuable tool is a psychometric test that I have all candidates take. Um, It's called the Zorical Profile. And Zorical Profiles, give me a a look under the hood. It kind of categorizes people into four buckets um, belongers, societals, achievers, and belongers. I say belongers. Um, any case, each group has a very specific characteristic. Um, belongers want to be in a low risk situation. It could be a big company that's mature and has a very uh, established history. An achiever might be looking at brand new startups that have an exciting upside, new concept, and they want to build a big kingdom. Uh, societals want to do something that gives back. You know, it could be uh, senior care or education, but they want to make a living. They may make good money, but they want to be doing that something ser- something that will serve the community. And um, um, each of these groups are uh, good clues for me to what kind of companies will be a great fit for the individual. So we, we start out with uh, you know, a wide scope and narrow it down to a select few. And I introduce each of the candidates at the, at a senior level in the franchise organization. And then I proceed to guide them through the approval process. So most products and services people buy, the buyer's in control, but this is a mutual consent process. So you have to love the idea as much as the idea has to love you. So there has to be a real love fest. So I try to coach the candidate so they know what to expect in the interview process with the franchise. And I try to guide them through and give them questions to ask along the way. So they can feel comfortable having a good presentation to the company and the company gets the kind of information they need from the individual to make a good decision on whether this is a good fit on both sides. 
I think what you just said is so important, Uncle Alan. I like calling you Uncle Alan. It just feels so natural. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the personality profiling, when you're talking about sales and business development and strategy, it's like it's, it just goes kind of hand in hand with knowing your audience. And I remember some of the training that I took back in the day about, you know, knowing the difference between a dominant driving, ego expressive, complacent, amiable and stable analytic type of personality. That's very important to understand how people take in information. And nowadays, you know, with everything being a little bit more virtual as a result of the pandemic and, you know, just other advances in technology, more more important now than ever, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So, you know, you need to be able to really say it in a way that the audience can receive it. You know, somebody who's a dominant driving egotistical person takes an information way different than somebody who's a complacent, amiable, stable, stable analytic type of combination. So I, I think that's that's spot on. And I think that's great that you have that as part of your process. That's great to hear. You know, Steve, let me, if I may add to that and say most people are a little light in self-awareness. You know, they look in the mirror, they see who they are, but they don't totally know what drives them and motivates them. And, um, there's a lot of valuable insight that both parties get through this process. Um, a lot of people discover what their likes and dislikes are by going through this, especially if you've been in a corporate career your entire life. You never really had to think about business ownership, what I would like doing, what I would enjoy doing, what I would hate doing. So um, there's a lot of education. Uh, and um, I think it's, it's a good life lesson to understand what drives you. Um, in social situations as well as professional and business situations. Yeah, that's, there's no question about it. It's spot on. It is, it is not about looking for the, the shiny new product that's going to attract the most people. It is about finding the right people to partner with and executing a good, clear, tangible process to get you to the right end game. So I'm very happy to be talking with one of the people I consider to be amongst the best people in the industry for this, the founder of FranLink. Alan Goldberg, Franchise Advisory and Business Consulting. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Always Friday. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you 
run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Alan Goldberg, founder of Fran Link Franchise Advisory and Business Consulting Group. So, Alan, we're going to get a little bit more into the madness that you see out there, things that you've seen in the past, things that you see today. And when I look at franchising, I always assume there's some type of madness element. And there's no doubt that the pandemic has likely added some other other things into the mix, but I know you've had some of your own experiences along the way where you could arguably consider it madness that leads you into the awesome consultative position that you're in right now. But you know, this is more the artistic observational part of the program here. No subject to taboo. You know, you don't have to compromise any sort of client confidentiality. We can always make up stories around it, but you know, lay it on us. What have you seen out there, especially as of late, that you want to highlight here? Because I'm sure I'm sure you've seen no shortage of uh, interesting stories. Well, um, interesting is an understatement. And like what we've been through over the last 12 months has been madness and maddening. Um, but, you know, um, beyond all the loss and pain it's caused, it's also been an eye opener for a lot of people. Um, I think the pandemic has acted as sort of a catalyst and all the changes that were occurring around us were accelerated. And it also caused people to take, um, uh, do more intro, self, self-inspection or in, in, be more introspective about their business, their career, where they're going. And uh, unfortunately, many of us get into this um, current where momentum carries us and may not always be healthy. So re visiting and sometimes rebooting is really um, a great experience and change in our lives is really something we all need to embrace. So I think um, it's given a lot of people an opportunity to either bail out of what they've been doing or people to dive in. And uh, a lot of the boomers who had been through 9-11 and had been through 2008 and 9 decided this is it, I'm done, and decided to cash out, leave their business. So in their wake was a huge opportunity. The fact that 
a lot of realtors weren't collecting income on their leases meant that they were more negotiable for new tenants to come in and move into their space. Um, the fact that franchise companies had a really soft year last year because of all the economic crisis meant that they were more flexible with territory size and some of the terms. And I think it also prompted a lot of people to do new kinds of businesses that they never would have considered in the past. So through all the maddening um, months that we've been through, I think a lot of people are coming out the other side with a completely new view of what they want to do professionally, and they're seeing new kinds of opportunities. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You said something just about the economics of things that I want to just go back to for a second. So, you know, typically when I when I do the show here, you know, I reference some type of published work that's out there already. And there was, you know, the International Franchise Association produced an economic outlook report for 2021. And uh, they, ha- they had some data from uh, the CEO of a company called Frandata, Daryl Johnson. There was, you know, a bunch of highlights in here that I just, I found fascinating. You know, I like to read this type of stuff. But, you know, they went over the big picture outlook, which, you know, had some, some thoughts in there like you would expect, you know, near-term GDP boom followed by a return to slow growth, you know, rising in, uh, inflation rate in a year or two, uh, you know, all these type of stuff. They talked about 2021 franchise business growth, you know, by the year-end franchising will have covered to nearly 2019 levels in most places, you know, business growth, employment, economic outlook, contribution to GDP, you know, particular growth sectors, you know, particular businesses, recovering sectors. But then the one that got me was, the roadblocks to future growth and the bullet points here were, you know, things like permanently changed consumer behavior, acceleration of technology adoption, increasing minimum wage impact for the more labor intensive, you know, minimum wage types of franchise models out there. Give me your spin on this. Like, do you see the same kind of, you know, same kind of thoughts that the IFA sees? Certainly <clears throat> it's being driven by a number of things. Um, Well, unfortunately, there are 10 million people that were working a year ago that are unemployed today. So there's been a lot of uh, corporate restructuring. And as a result, there have been a lot of people that are um, looking to re-engage with their career. So I think that is an opportunity uh, for, for both the transitioner and for the franchise space, because a lot of execs are going to find that um, they can leverage their skills in completely new directions and get into a business ownership situation where they really are um, building equity as opposed to renting. And um, here's a chance for them to try something new. And there's a lots of choices out there. Um, I also think technology is driving a lot of change. Um, you know, the change in franchising is not just a result of drive-through windows and more outdoor space at restaurants. But if you look at the healthcare arena, which is a huge sector, um, telehealth, which was not on anyone's radar a year ago, now over 30% of individuals have experienced um, a telehealth uh, exchange with a physician. And the way we're gonna get healthcare is changing in terms of where we get it, how it's delivered. So I think technology is accelerating growth of new opportunities in the healthcare space. And this is going to create lots of new business opportunities for people looking to get in. And franchising will certainly benefit from those kinds of changes. Um, And also, you know, right now, money is 
extremely cheap. So a lot of people who are looking to finance a business can get in with an SBA loan and put down maybe 15% of what the total investment cost is and have a really low interest rate um, funded by the federal government. So all these factors um, are all coming to play and converging, which are going to bode well for um, the industry at large and also for people looking to make change in their in their life. That's an excellent, a couple of excellent points that you made there. And, you know, the idea of, you know, money being cheap, interest rates, you know, being low as they are, you know, but that's, you know, your expertise bringing to the table of knowing how to navigate you know, where to find the SBA loans where you can put 15% down. I mean, when you start to think about a franchise where they tell you the initial investment is $200,000 and you can break the barrier of entry with 15% down or $30,000 and finance the business initiative, you start to work on certain numbers that might be very attractive to a lot of people that look at it as an insurmountable goal to start a business like this. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing um, we should talk about is the cost of entry, because I think there's a perception that, you know, franchising is unaffordable and um, that the costs prevent a lot of individuals from going down that road. But in addition to the financing aspect, um, brick and mortar businesses, which typically are, you know, retail, are the ones that are at the higher end of the cost um, range. There are a lot of service businesses that can be done from a home office, from a virtual office that don't require brick and mortar, a lease, build out, inventory, and lots of employees, and it can be done remotely. Um, you know, Steve, you're in a small and medium business world. A lot of these companies are um, contracting out for accounting services, for technology services. Um, coaching to help them be more productive. So there are a lot of business opportunities that are available that don't have a high barrier to entry because um, the the cost of, to get started is really a lot lower than most people um, realize. Yeah, no, I think I think that's very important for people to understand out there. Again, it's, people tend to be focused on product, and you know what something's going to cost sometimes does fall into the product category. It's like, hey, wait, just speak to the pe- right people, come up with the right plan of attack. One, two, three, four, five. You're going to get to the right end product. You're going to get to the the right solution, the right you know partner, you know for going to, into the franchise world that has a scalable revenue model. So, you know, going back to even just your website for a second, you know, you have a, a little scrolling bar of featured franchises. And I thought it was interesting because, you know, the first five that I saw on there kind of, you know, representative of where there are some additional opportunities in the franchising world these days. I mean, there might have always been opportunities in some of these spaces, but nowadays, just because of some of the pandemic impact, you know, there are there do seem to be opportunities in places like cleaning and health and wellness and home improvement and home health care and you know still still things like restaurant hospitality leisure if you have the right model you know but things like big frog specialty retail and customized specialty retail you know for schools and universities and sports teams and all of that so you know what what kind of changes have you seen with just certain industry verticals that you tend to work with where there seems to be a step up in opportunity now just as a result of the last year and a half? Well, um, health and wellness is uh, an area that I really love 
Um, you know, regrettably, we're all getting older. Um, and the stat that always like stuns me is that 10,000 people turn 65 every day. So everybody wants to stay young longer and look good and be healthy. And so there are a lot of business opportunities in the health and wellness sector. Um, could be medical franchises, alternative care, um, supplementation, fitness. There are dozens of, um, of uh, new concepts that are um, coming into the market. Uh, fit tech is kind of an interesting hybrid between fitness and technology. So there are, there are a lot of new um, avenues in that are um, being driven by the aging demographic, the healthcare trend, and technology all making new types of opportunities available. Yep. Yeah. There's one other thing that I know you and I have talked about, and I, I just thought of this while you were ta- while you were speaking with me again. You know, there's in the medical world as it is, there's been a lot more of a push to you know, Instacare facilities and providers. And, you know, it's like when you talk about playing matchmaker to the right types of franchise opportunities, you know, in the health and wellness space, I know you and I've spoken about this before, you know, a doctor that's maybe part of a practice that they're unhappy with, or even if they own their own practice and they want to sell it. And, you know, like to, to somebody else, they've been in the business for a number of years and they want to distance themselves from it and monetize their practice those are still even potentially great candidates to look into the franchise Instacare type of model and take over running one of those centers on behalf of a a franchisor. Am am I wrong? No, definitely. Especially since, you know, it's within their wheelhouse, you know, they, they're all about health and wellness and they also like to talk um, a great deal about prevention versus treatment. So getting involved in healthy businesses that don't necessarily require you to be ill to be interested in them, um, but people who want to stay healthy um, and and physicians who want to get into those kinds of opportunities feel good about you know extending their reach beyond their clinical practice into other areas where potentially they can reach more people earlier um, in their lives and help them stay healthier longer. Yeah, 100%. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with Alan Goldberg, founder at FranLink, Franchise Advisory Business Consulting Group, right here on Always Friday. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. podcast gateway to the smokies it airs on talkradio.nyc every tuesday night from 6 p.m to 7 every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the great smoky mountains national park and surrounding areas this show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture history and adventure that awaits you in the smokies tune in every tuesday from 6 p.m to 7 on talkradio.nyc
you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting here with Alan Goldberg, founder at FranLink, a franchise advisory and business consulting group. Coming up here at the 12 o'clock hour, we have Jeremiah Fox on the entrepreneurial web. So if you guys like this small, medium-sized business-focused discussion, stay with talkradio.myc, bound to get some great pearls of wisdom from Jeremiah. But we're going to bring things home with my buddy and yours, Alan Goldberg, also known as hashtag Uncle Alan. The reason I keep uh, calling him uh, Uncle Alan Goldberg is because we were actually introduced by my good buddy, Michael Goldberg, who is uh, Alan's nephew in real life. And uh, Michael was actually a guest on the show uh, late last year. So, Michael, thinking of you out there, buddy. Uh, But we're going to bring things home with Uncle Alan here and just talk a little bit about the messaging. What weekend insight can listeners take away to make a Monday impact. And we've gone over a great deal of things here with with Alan today. You know, I always thought of it as don't do it alone. The whole idea of franchising is, you know, you want to be entrepreneurial, but you want to buy into a system. And, you know, you should have the right partner with for that. But, uh, you know, Uncle Alan said something to me right before the show that I thought was very relevant. He also said, you know, everyone has a next chapter. And I think that's that type of messaging is a good one here. So, you know, Uncle Alan, bring us home. What weekend insight can everyone take away to make a Monday impact? Give us the give us the sound bites. Well, I, I love to think about it uh, in the terms that we do all have a second chapter in us, maybe some of us a third. So um, it's really about believing in yourself and powering through your fear and really um moving yourself to make changes in your life. And um, there's a quote I came across I I thought was kind of cool. And it reads, work like you don't need the money, love like you've never been hurt, and dance like nobody's watching. And I think it really embodies, you know, what we're talking about today. It's really embracing change, not fearing about how you look, Um, but really believing in yourself and being able to power through and achieve your dreams and um, live your best life. So those are all great things to keep in mind. I think, I think that's a great message for people to take away for the weekend. And, you know, again, it's, it is not so much about the optics about how things look. I mean, you know, I'm a goofball wearing shades here with you, but it's, you know, it's, it's something where, you know, very often a lot of these types of franchises, especially they look like they're, they're very robust and they have everything together. 
And it's not always the case. Sometimes even the franchise themselves can be a, a fly-by-night type of discussion where somebody got it organized and it wasn't able to sustain the distance. You know, but you and the way that you work, you work with a vetted community of you know hundreds of different franchises that have you know stood the test of time and have gone through the different types of criteria that you know set forth not only by someone like you, very experienced, but you know by other association and affiliations of other industry professionals and really looking for, you know, kind of the best in breed types of types of platforms out there. So I think it's, I think it's great. I think the way that you're, that you're going about business is great. I just, uh, I, I wish I could talk to guys like you on the regular. <laughs> you can just call me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might actually have to do that. I do see, uh, a lot of opportunity in the franchising world. And, and uh, I think, you know, everybody out there remembers, I did uh, interview another franchise consultant a couple months back, my buddy, Frank Bailey. And, you know, he's, he's been doing some great work also in the health and wellness space. He was, you know, affiliated with the franchise or directly in that space, but, you know, he works on the franchise consulting side of things as well now, just like you do. And it's a spot where, you know, although you're buying established systems and all that sometimes, or sometimes trying to even create your own system, if you have the right concept, people need a lot of help navigating this type of wilderness. And, you know, there's nobody better than, than you, Uncle Alan, to, to hold their hand as they walk through the woods. Well, thanks, Steve. I, I appreciate the opportunity to come on today. And, and um, this has been a lot of fun. And, you know, a final note is, you know, Buying a franchise is not a guarantee to success. And as you pointed out, some are weak players and some are strong players. The goal is to really identify, you know, who the the, the winners are from the losers. And um, uh, but business is a gamble. It's a risk like everything in life is. And so what you really want to do is minimize your risk as best as you can. I agree. There's always risk with everything. Everything is a give and a take, but you want to be able to manage the risk as best as you possibly can. And you could do so with hashtag Uncle Alan, Alan Goldberg at FranLink. So before I let you go for the day, you're not going to get off that easy. I do want to revisit my favorite three questions with you, which are what is your favorite movie or TV show character? Who was your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who is the artist you'd like to hear play it? So without further ado... Uh, Uncle Alan's favorite movie character is Maverick from Top Gun. And, you know, I, I didn't necessarily think of you as the Maverick, you know, Tom Cruise type type when you said that. But uh, not bad, I, I got to say. Like, you, you, do, you do translate well to, <laughs> to, to Maverick. And uh, I know you like the idea of being a, a total heartthrob, and you are anyway, so don't worry. Uh, but I do like to join my, my friends here in any pictures that I can. I wasn't able to make it happen on this one, but I was able to make it happen on this one. So next answer, favorite movie, I Am Legend with Will Smith. So Will Smith's character, Robert Neville, brilliant scientist, so much like Uncle Alan studying his chemistry back in the day. Uh, survivor of a man-made plague that transforms humans into bloodthirsty mutants. So I couldn't help myself. I had to put you on, on the face of a bloodthirsty mutant. You know, uh, so, so Will Smith, Robert Neville, wanders alone through New York City, calling for other possible survivors and trying to find a cure to the mutant <laughs> type of reaction uh, using his own immune blood. Uh, it was great to hear you say this because, you know, I would refer to you as the man, the myth, the legend. I always thought you were a legend. So it was you know good answer for me to play around with here. 
And uh, you know, as far as your favorite instrument and the artist you'd like to hear play it, another one that hits home with me as a Jersey boy and as someone who played the saxophone himself, you know, saxophone and none other than Mr. Clarence Clemens of the East Street Band with my buddy Bruce Springsteen. Uncle Alan, great to have you on the show today. A true pleasure. I love this topic of conversation and I feel like I could easily do it with you again because I'm pretty sure we both didn't get to everything we wanted to talk about. So it was great being here <laughs> and thanks, thanks for having me on. I loved it, Steve. The pleasure is mine. I, I know I can always count on you to come in and have some fun. So uh, <laughs> I, I do appreciate you and you know, all of you out there. The world of franchising is one that, that can be a big, big pivot, next chapter, change in your you know, business model, one that can be very advantageous, especially in the years to come, something that we've talked about in previous shows. You know, anytime there's a big macro or even global event like we've all experienced now, things like franchising do tend to go in a good direction. People are either getting downsized or they're just calling it quits or, as Uncle Alan delicately noted, uh, people are retiring. You know, baby boomers at a rate of 10,000 a day right now. You know, they're looking for other ways to maybe put some good executive skills to use. So if they're looking for you know, somebody who acts in the form of an executive recruiter for the franchise world, they can reach out to Alan at FranLink, uh, fran-link.com, F-R-A-N-L-I-N-K.com. He is on social media. He does have some promotion going on about him. Also, you could research the Franchise Brokers Association that Uncle Alan is affiliated with. So coming up next week, we're going to be talking about heart-centered leadership with my good friend, Dr. Dorothy Martin-Neville, PhD, master trainer, international speaker, best-selling author, visionary leadership coach and confidant. Is there anything this woman does not do? As Mother's Day is upon us, I wanted us to speak with someone who brings experience wisdom and humor as only someone who's walked the walk can do. My special guest offers pragmatic tools for change, problem solving and growth, leaving her audiences laughing, inspired and ready to create change with themselves as soon as their company leaves the auditorium. So again, as that relates to the SMB world, when business leaders are surviving, the company just survives. When business leaders are thriving, the company thrives. With Dr. D., Leaders learn to build a culture so that their teams share their vision, causing them to do more than expected, and everyone thrives with one shared vision and purpose. Creativity, joy, and engagement result. She says, when we fear not being enough, we have lost sight of being more than was ever imagined. I believe her. She's wicked smat, as she would say. She does hail from the New England area, so be prepared for that next week. Until then, really hope you guys received some Weekend Insight to make a Monday impact. Thank you so much for joining us on Always Friday. We will be back on Friday next week at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you then. Thanks, Steve. at www.talkradio.nyc now broadcasting 24 hours a day hey everybody it's Tommy D the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. you listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc do you love or are you intrigued about new york city and its neighborhoods i'm jeff goodman host of rediscovering new york a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 